Oh, what a privilege it is to be in the presence of our God. No God, but our Lord. Oh, we thank you today. We praise you today. We magnify you today. We lift you up. We get some lights on, ensemble. Quickly make your way to the platform. Let's begin to worship the true and living God tonight. Amen. As always, let's continue to pray one for another, please. It's important. Praying for our country as well, for the world, the situation that exists today. It's nothing new, but we need to continue to pray. Amen. Prayer works. You just got to keep praying. You got to keep believing. Let's get some lights on if we can. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to have church. That's why I'm here, to have church. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Woo! Glory. Amen. Amen. I think what we need to do is just everybody... When I say three, you just, you, you just say amen as loud as you can say it. Get that voice working. You know, loosen up your voice cords, you know. One, two, three. Didn't that feel good? Amen. Reach real down this time. One more time. One, two, three. Are you ready? Amen. God, our King, is faithful. Let's worship like we believe it. Amen. Let's sing a tune. The Lord our God.
Glory to the Lord. Let's continue to sing to Jesus. Good to see you tonight. When I think about the Lord. When I think about Jesus. How he saved me. Uh, yes, he did. How he raised me. How he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he filled me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord. When I think about the Lord. How he picked me up and then he turned me around. How he placed my feet on solid
together love Jesus tonight. I hope while you were singing that to the Lord, you were thinking about the time, the day, the moment where you were at when Jesus began to deal with you and you repented and was born again. What a day. No greater day. No greater day. But that which is coming. But that which is coming when Jesus comes for all those that have endured and made themselves ready. You see, as great as that day was of being born again, it will be very tragic if I'm not ready when Jesus comes. That completes it all. So you have to think about the Lord every day. As much in that day as you're able to. To think about what He's done for you. In spite of really very little what I've done for Him. What a God. Can love such a wretch like me. Wow. Makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. For feeling me. For raising me, healing me. Turning my life around. What a God we serve. Let's continue to worship the Lord in song.
put your hands together. Such a truth in that song. Amen. You've got to give yourself under the hand of the potter, which is Jesus Christ. You may return to your seats. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord today. Amen. Try to make some announcements if I could. Next Sunday is Easter. We'll only have one service, and that's the morning service. Sunday school, 1030, prayer at 11, and service at 1115. Amen. Coming up on the end of our current academy year, just a few weeks left, about six or so, we've got several things going on. Next year, if if you're able, if you will pray about possibly helping sponsor a student, whether you can give part of it, all of it, whatever the Lord may lead you to do. I know we have one sponsorship at least, maybe more, and so that will help some of the single parents for sure keep their children in our academy. So please pray about that. It's important. Amen. You have any questions about that, please get with me. Now, we have our church camp retreat coming up June the 28th, 29th, and 30th. As I've been mentioning, the end of this month, the T-shirts that you have ordered, they've got to be paid for because we have to order them, giving them time to make them. We've had a couple already paid for. So check, cash, credit card, however you want to do that. If you're going to eat on camp, the camp food, it's $50 for each person age seven and up for all the meals except for the snack bar. If you're staying in the lodge, it's 125 a night. So please keep all of this in mind. The lodge and the food has to be paid for by the end of May, please, because we have to gather the food. We have to do things to get ready and prepare for that. It's going to be a lot of work. I've already seen many of you adults volunteer to help in whatever we need out there. I'm working on, should have it by Sunday, maybe even Wednesday, the church guidelines for the camp. I'll get that out. We're also working on basic charts so we can keep an account of who's paid and who hasn't paid for T-shirts and food, etc. So we're working on a lot of things there. We'll get them out soon. Amen. Ladies, young ladies, there is a national ladies conference in Campbell, Texas. I believe it is the Thursday, the 28th, and Friday, the 29th of April in Campbell. Greenville is the biggest city with hotels, so that's where it would be more convenient for you to stay. You don't have to stay there, but that would be more convenient. So if you are going, please make your reservations soon. Any other announcements? Any other announcements? All right. I think we already have many of the parents or grandparents let uh, basically their desire be made to you. I think it was, Sister Christina, whether they're coming back to the academy or not. But we'd also like to put that invitation out to parents that have children or grandparents that have children that are not in our academy. You're more than welcome to get with the staff and go through the process of enrolling if you'd like. All right? 
it's a place of, I, I know this for a fact, that they're going to be protected in the name of Jesus. And so that's what we're after. And there will be none of the world's teaching done there. And so we're going to be teaching based on the Word of God, good, sound academics. ACE's been around a long time. It's Bible-based. And so I appreciate that very much. So you give that some thought as well. Any other announcements? All right, no other announcements. Brother Phillips is coming. You have a gift tonight, please. You're more than welcome to bring that gift as we sing another song to Jesus. Look at
seated. Our ensemble can be seated. Amen. Covet your prayers this evening as we are about to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. Physically, I'm, I'm struggling right now. So you just say a prayer that the Lord would zap me. And I believe he will zap me. And when he zaps me, we'll get through it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I'm going to be reading over in the book of Genesis, beginnings, how about that? Chapter 22, verse number 3. Recently, some things really stirred me. It seems like I get stirred pretty easy lately, but that's a good thing if you'll let it turn yourself to the Lord and His Word. Amen. And so, I want to try my best tonight in the Lord to break some things down so that we can somehow understand something that the majority of the world just hasn't got correct. Genesis 22, verse number 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. You may be seated. Wow, I, as I read this, as I look back at the beginning of verse 3, Abraham rose up early in the morning. Wow. I'm glad that he understood he was going to a place and couldn't be late. So therefore, he had to be ready and get up early. That didn't go over too well, but it's the truth anyhow. He got the wood for the burnt offering. He had a knife, of course. He had two of his young men and his son. He rose up. And went. This evening I would like to try to bring you a teaching, preaching, whatever it is, by faith. By faith. The world really doesn't understand the biblical concept of believing. Therefore they cannot get a grasp on what faith really is. Believing and faith, yes, are related. Yes, you could somehow say they're close to the same meaning, but they do not mean the same. One is the beginning, and the other is the completion. You might say that believing is the beginnings of the sentence, and faith is the period. Or the exclamation point. That's probably better. As we go back in Genesis 1 and 2 in the same chapter, we see that God was not tempting but testing Abraham. Because we see that word in Hebrews. That God was testing Abraham. How much did Abraham really love him? How much did Abraham truly 
have faith in God. And he says here, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. You will always be tested on your love and faith in God by the things you love in this life. You're going to have to choose. You cannot have both. And get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I shall tell thee of. I'm going to be reading lots of scripture to lay a foundation here. I want you to get this, if nothing else. By faith, Abraham went. By faith, Abraham got up and went. And he went to the place that God told him to go. As we begin to read tons of scripture tonight, I want you to see a common denominator of faith. Let's go to the verse, now if we can, in Hebrews, please. I hope that you have them there, Jaden. It's important that we get them up as quickly as possible. Do you have them? You don't have any of the verses. By Hebrews 11.5, there's one. By faith, Enoch. Wait a minute. By faith. Yes. By faith. In faith. Through faith. Yes. Enoch was translated. By faith, he was translated. That he's faith will always have an action. Yes. There will be always some type of movement in faith. It is not a standstill word. Right. It is not sitting down saying, okay, I have faith. Right. It's not something that you tell somebody, I have faith. Faith will stand alone by your actions. By faith, he was translated. By faith, Abraham went. Yes. Let's go to the next verse. By faith. Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved. Wow. Wow. By faith, Noah moved. He moved. He didn't sit, yep, there's some bad things coming. Yep, I can read the headlines. Yep, oh, there's a lot of things happening that isn't good in this life. And you sit down and do nothing. Noah moved, and it went on to say he built. By faith, Noah built. By faith, Enoch was translated. Yes. By faith, Abraham went. Right. Amen. Are you getting these things? Are you getting these things? Continue. Prepared an ark to the saving Let's of the Let's go to the next verse. By faith, he sojourned. He what? Sojourned. He what? Sojourned. By faith. He stayed in the place that God told him to stay. He sojourned. 
I want you to get this. It's important that you get this. In the land of promise, in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. In other words, he just didn't say, okay, by faith, here I am. He said, by faith, I'm staying where God put me. Continue, next verse. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Joseph. When he died, made mention of the departing of the In other the words, he said, listen, listen, y'all leaving this place. I won't see it, but I believe it. And because I believe it, I'm telling you something to do. By faith, when you leave this place, you take my bones with you. In other words, by faith, Abraham went. By faith, Enoch was translated. By faith, Noah built. By faith, Joseph said, don't leave my dead bones in Egypt. But when you leave, because you're going to leave, you take my bones with you. By faith. Moses, when he was born, was hid three months. By faith, his parents hid Moses. They didn't just say he's a goodly child. They didn't say, oh, this, this child is something special. Oh, no. They hid him by faith. Next verse. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. By faith, he refused to be part of the world. By faith, he said, oh, you might have raised me. You might have put clothes on my back. Oh, this is going somewhere. You might put food in my mouth, but I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh. Let me tell you something. This world may give me clothes. It may give me food, but I know the real source, and I refuse to be called a child of this world, for I'm a child of God, and I'm sojourning by faith. By faith, he refused. Choosing rather. By faith, he refused and then he chose. Uh-huh. Choose you this day. Yes. I think a lot of Christians today, apostolic when I say that, they're not doing much about what they say they believe. I appreciate you all being here. I really do. Many of you are doing the very best you can in being faithful, but most Christians are no longer even faithful to the house of God. But yet they believe. I doubt it. Because they're disobeying a commandment, forsake not together and together as a manner of some is, and so much more as you see the day approaching. In other words, there's no action there. Now, when I break down the definition of believing in faith, you're going to see where all this ties together. I'm really, really, it's hard not to give it to you now, but I'm, I'm building this foundation. You see, there's a lot of even apostolic preachers because it's work having more than one service. You just don't know the work involved, the labor that's involved, seeking the Lord, trying to find what God wants. So what do they do? What do they do? Oh, we'll just have one service. Oh, we just won't have a Wednesday night service. We'll just have little groups meeting together. I thought God called the pastor 
to oversee the flock. Not shell groups. I'm not for them, never will be for them. You can't convince me because I don't know what's happening in that group and how can I be responsible if I don't know what's going on. What you're actually doing is giving a man an opportunity to think more highly of himself than he ought to, and people will begin to heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. God said that we need to have church, and he said so much more as you see the day approaching. Where is my faith? There will be times that I'll let some of the minister here preach. Nothing wrong with that. But I cannot get to the point that I am so frustrated and weary that I just say, what's the use? I'll just preach once a week. I've got to preach when God tells me to preach. I've got to do it no matter if I feel physically up to do it, emotionally up to do it, because by faith, i got to move. By faith, I've got to go. By faith, i got to get up. By faith, I've got to refuse. And by faith, I've got to choose. Let's go on. Next verse. By faith, he forsook Egypt. He did what? Forsook Egypt. Everything he had in Egypt. He had a nice home. Everything was given to him. He had servants. By faith, he forsook. He came out of Egypt. Come on, sweet pea. How come we're not separating ourselves the way we should? Is it because our faith is really not faith at all? That we're not separating ourselves? That we're not coming out and being separate, touching not, tasting not, handling not. Therefore, God will come. I, I, hey, I'm not backing off of this. We are supposed to be a separated people. We are supposed to be a people that has separated themselves unto God. I'm telling you right now, be careful to allow someone that you love pull you away from separation. You're going to regret it because it's going to damage your faith. You're going to begin to minimize your faith and the importance of separation. I'm going to tell you, my God is a jealous God. He will not share me with anybody or anyone. He wants me unto himself. He didn't fear the king. For he endured as seeing him who is He invisible. by faith could see the king of glory. Amen. Continue. Next verse. Through faith he kept the Passover. He just didn't say, look, we're getting out of here tonight. You believe that? What he said was, get yourself ready. You gather everything together. You get your staff because we're getting out of here. By faith, he took part of Passover. the Passover. Amen. Next verse. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. Are you serious? Yes. Stand still. Uh-oh. See the salvation of the Lord. How come they just didn't stand still and God transport them from one side to the other? Because that wouldn't have been faith. God made a way where there was no way. Whether you see it or not. And so we're standing still, not in so much what 
We need to do for God what God commanded us to do. But we're standing still in the power of God. We're resting sure in the power of God that God will take care of us. But they had to pass through the Red Sea by faith. Now, you think that was easy. You think that was easy. Seeing those two great big walls of water wide, it had to be wide. There was almost two million people. It had to be wide because they passed in one night. Now, I've said this many times. You get in a line anywhere. It seems like forever till you get up to get your meal. You get so frustrated, I think I'll just go home and eat a sandwich. So it took them a while. And, you know, they were walking on dry land, but I promised you their eyes were on the water. And I, and I think if they were as human as I was, they would be looking over their shoulder. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, look at that fire. Got him pinned down. Okay, let's go. Let's move. Hurry up, bro. Get out of my way. I got to get across this Red Sea. By faith, they passed over. Are you understanding what I'm getting at tonight? Another verse of Scripture. Do I have any? I think I do. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. You mean just believing God said the walls are coming down, so all they just did is sit in the camp and said, okay, we'll wait. I believe it. God said it. It's going to fall. No. By faith, they marched. Oh, I tell you, this motivates me that I can't just sit in a chair and expect God to do everything. If I say I have faith, I better get moving, better get up, better start building, better start choosing, better start refusing. Come on, somebody. You don't have time to sit down in your problem and sit in your money grub and sit in your situation. It may be hard, but it was no harder than what I'm reading to you. These folks had real-life situations, but by faith. You, can you imagine taking your only son, a son that you love, and going to a place that God told you and lifting the knife up, ready to take his life, knowing that God would raise him up? Come on, that took some faith. It just didn't take believing. If that angel wouldn't have told him, oh, Abraham, Isaac would have died that day. You see, it was nothing during that time to offer children unto gods. Abraham didn't think anything of it because that's what was going on. That was the era. After this particular moment, God told Moses, you will not offer your children unto any gods. He was testing Abraham. Do you really believe me? Do you really have faith in me? Get yourself up, boy. Get to moving out. Oh, I want to say some things tonight. I think I will. I think I'm going to say it. I think I'm going to say it. Many of you don't have watches in here. Some of you do. And you know what? We're all given 24 hours. And we all have the responsibility of planning those hours for him. Can you imagine what would have happened if Abraham slept in? 
Can you imagine what would have happened if the parents of Moses waited a day longer? You see, we think it really doesn't matter how we plan, what's going on, that we can be consistently late, but I still got faith. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with that. Occasionally, you will be late. If you've done all your planning, things could happen that you did not anticipate. But it should not be consistently that you are coming, especially on a Sunday. Time out. I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought we set aside this day for the Lord. So why is it if we say we have faith? And I heard it. Pastor, you ought to be glad that I am here. I am glad you're here. But why are you consistently late getting here? Because it doesn't mean the same thing to you as it means to me. I don't want to be late serving God on anything. I want to be early. Because I don't know what I'm going to face when I get there. Do you understand that every one of these patriarchs by faith, they moved when God told them to move. They did what God told them to do. They did exactly when and where and how he said to do it. They did not say, wait a minute, Lord, I need an extra 10. I'm hitting the snooze. Or I've got to do this. Or I've got to do this. And if this is not making you uncomfortable, then you've got a problem and you need the altar. You need to prepare your schedule. My daughter has four precious grandchildren of mine. And it's been a long time since I've had to take care of a bunch of children, getting them ready. So I, I, I understand to a point. We all have 24 hours. How come... Days of old, people had a lot more than four. But they got to the house of God on time. It wasn't that long ago that families were big. And it seemed like they always got to the house of God on time to pray. Oh, everybody's kind of looking down away from me. <laughs> Well, <laughs> by your fruits, I shall know. Now, there may be a possibility Wednesday I'll be late. And you can say, oh, I got you, Pastor, but I'll be one of the few times you ever got me being late. You say, well, how come? Because I know that I've got to be careful on Sunday not to get a caught up in something that I can't be here on time. It's important I'm on time, ready to go, ready to serve the Lord, ready to do whatever I have to do. And if I have to, I'll stay right here.
You wouldn't care for God being late when you needed him the most, telling you, well, God, it really doesn't matter whether you're here now. Have you ever told God it doesn't matter when he comes? God, I need you now. We need conviction. We need to be uncomfortable. You get so complacent and so comfortable with your daily routine that you think it doesn't matter when you get to the house of God as long as you get there. I read that there were five wise virgins that was late and it shut on them. Sunday is God's day. Every day he is day, but Sunday, it's his day. I'm asking you, church, let us improve for those of you that are consistently late and you know who you are. Let's make it a point to leave early. If you get here early, praise God. I'll let you in the sanctuary and you begin to pray. I'm trying to let you know the difference in believing in faith. You're here because you love God, you say. Only God knows whether you do or not. And you can, you can surely get mad or upset with me. That's up to you. That's your choice. But by evidence, by your conviction, by your life, you're not fooling God. He knows what you did today. He knows how much longer you stayed in bed. He knows what time you left. He knows. Now, I want to break these words down for you. There's two words that I want to take time now and break down. The word believing and the word faith. A lot of Americans, Christians of all denominations and even apostolic, believe. But few of us have faith. You see, the dictionary tells me that believing is to accept something as true. That's all. I accept it. Nothing more. Or it means to agree. I agree. The Word of God is God's Word. I agree that Jesus rose from the grave. That's believing. But what they fail to understand, that in the Greek, the word believe also means to obey. You cannot believe the way God wants me to believe without obedience to all of his word in giving, in attendance, in separation, in dress, and so many things. You have to obey. He told Samuel to obey is better than sacrifice. Then hearken is the fat of rams. 
Now, we're not shouting tonight, but we ought to be. Unless your faith is not where it needs to be. And you know it. I knew this message would be something that wouldn't sit as well with you as this morning. But it's needful for all of us. Faith. In the scripture means to have a conviction and a consistency in my profession. Not up, down, left, right. But I'm constant. If I was to ask you on the simple point, when you get here, if I'm not out of town, do you expect to see me? Why? You know I'm going to be on time. I cannot say that about all of you. Distance shouldn't matter. You have 24 hours. You know exactly how much time it takes to get here. Our problem is we want to time it to the minute second. If every green light is green, no train, no slowpoke. When we ought to be saying, <laughs> I get to go back to the house of God. I know Colleen, Texas has a lot of slow drivers. And they got lights everywhere. No matter what kind of shortcut I try to find. And that train, every time I'm pressing, that train seems to show up. That conductor knows I left a little late. And so it's going, hey, and you text me. I got stopped by the train. Well, if you'd have been there 15 minutes early, it wouldn't have mattered. using this principle because it's an easy principle. It's something you have control over. It's something you can control. God's given me 24, you 24, and he's given us the ability to schedule that time. Do you know if you schedule enough time, you can even have a flat tire and still be on time. Especially if you know what you're doing changing the tire. And your spare is ready to go. That'll preach too. Because you've got to know what you're doing and be ready to go. Because things happen in life. Do you know that churches, apostolic churches in general, what I've noticed, and I've been to a lot of them at conferences, they say they start at 7 or so. <laughs> you get to conferences. Anybody been to conferences with me? You get to conferences and <laughs> you're on time. They call for coming 15 minutes early for prayer, you know. You get there, nobody's praying. Nobody's praying. Amen? 
Nobody's praying. Time rolls on, 7 o'clock, 7.05, 7.10. What's going on? I mean, really, what's going on? If we set a time that we're going to begin God's service, we need to start. I believe, I am convicted, I have faith that God is a God of punctuality. Can I even quote a scripture on it? When the fullness of time came, the day, the hour, the second, he sent forth his son, made of woman, made under the law to redeem them from the law. He was punctual. He didn't say, well, I just missed it. Oh, man. I'll get it another time. God keeps his timetable. You were born and conceived exactly the time God put down for you. You will leave this world the exact time that God has appointed you to. Unless you have the faith of Hezekiah. Now, Hezekiah didn't say, God, I believe. God, I love you. He was crying against the wall. What did he do? He reminded God of his works of faith. James put it so well, as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also being alone. Don't tell me you believe without any works of faith. Don't tell me you believe without getting up, without going out, without moving, without marching, without refusing, without chewing, because there's something wrong with that statement. All you're saying is I agree. Bible is very plain in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth. What? Always an and to faith. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not is condemned already. You know what those believers try to tell me it didn't say? They were baptized not. Well, honey, if you don't believe, you surely aren't going to be baptized. What did Philip tell the eunuch? If thou believest with all thy heart that Jesus is the Christ, thou mayest be baptized. What I'm trying to do with me and you, with me and you, is to motivate us somehow to improve our faith. Because it's getting very inconsistent. Please, God knows the legitimacy of the reason that you may be late. He knows whether you, t- whether you prepared or you didn't prepare. 
or you just get in the habit. Well, it really doesn't matter if I'm late or not. I'll get there on the second song. It really, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, when I get there, I'll just get there. If that's the approach you take to the house of God, that's the approach you take with your salvation. By faith. By faith. It should have been a shouting message. It should have been if we were where we needed to be. But all of us are not. And we'd be the first one to admit it. It doesn't matter if you do or not. When the door opens consistently at 15 minutes after the service began and you wander in, <laughs> you tell me what's important to you. Faith is a conviction and a consistency in what you say you believe. Don't let the denominal world deceive you. Christendom deceive you in thinking that believing has no fear. All you have to do is agree that Jesus died for you. The devils believe in one God and tremble, and they're definitely not saved because they were disobedient. You cannot have faith and consistently disobey. I got to have a teaching moment here. <laughs> Children, you cannot have faith if you consistently disobey your parents. Adults, you cannot have faith if you consistently disobey your pastor. These messages are important for growth and maturity if you let it. You have two choices. You can believe and say it really doesn't matter. You ought to be glad that I'm there. Or you can repent and say I need to improve my faith. Jesus told his disciples something I think very, very powerful. He answered them and said, have faith in God. And what was happening? He cursed a fig tree, and in a day it dried up, and they marveled. And he basically said, have faith in God. If you have faith in God, not just believing, oh, I need to improve. Not just believing, not just agreeing, not just accepting. You can say to the mountain, be thou removed and it will be cast into the sea. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders of 
became the good report because they understood, but the worlds were framed by the word of God. The church of the living God as a whole, we are struggling with faith. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be vulnerable. Almost every conference that I go to, for those of you that have seen me, I don't care what they're doing. I don't care how they're fellowshipping. I'm going to go to that altar and pray. One service I didn't. And God got a hold of me, and I told him, never again. I don't care. I don't care how much talking, how much fellowshipping, and I'm talking about preachers. There's time after church to do that. It's amazing to me what happens when one person comes to the altar to pray. It's amazing how many stop their talking and come to pray. It takes one to lead by faith. Others will follow. By faith. Abraham got up early. Oh, that Sunday afternoon nap. Nothing like it. Oh, this bed feels so good, Lord. And all the while, something in my spirit says, get up. Get yourself ready. Get on down to the church house. It's important that we do some self-reflection. This message is not meant to belittle anyone or embarrass anyone. It is meant to say we've got work to do. And it only can start with one person at a time. Thomas, poor Thomas, he got a bad rap. You know, there's a bunch of Thomases in here. He got a bad rap. Jesus appeared to him. He said, Thomas, be not disbelieving. Touch me. Thrust your hand in there. And believe. And Thomas, under conviction, he said, I couldn't even accept the fact that he was alive. Wow. You can't have faith without first accepting truth. Oh, that was good. That, that, that was you cannot have faith until you begin to accept what is true. And when you accept what is true, then you have to move into the next realm with an exclamation point. My Lord! I love it. I love it. I love it. Not only accepted the fact that Jesus is there, he not only accepted the fact that he was the Son of God, but all of a sudden, because he began to 
understand that he needs to improve his faith, he, by faith, by faith, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, because you've seen me, you believe, blessed are those that have not seen, yet they believe. I'm telling you right now, it's time that we reconnect with what our faith should be and get a hold of ourselves and understand when it's church time, I'm going to do everything within my power. If I leave 20 minutes early, so be it. What does it hurt getting here early? What does it hurt getting here late? You might miss the very testimony, the very song that you needed for that day. Or you may get here and the church be empty. Because when he comes, he's coming right on time. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you. Put your hands together. Magnify the king of glory. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.